Hey everyone, welcome to this week's Ellie's Corner, and this week we are going to be talking about um, Sebastian Stan's character. We're going to first talk about the first character of the Winter Soldier and how the Winter Soldier communicates, because the Winter Soldier doesn't just communicate in verbal language, but there's also body language that the Winter Soldier communicates in. So let's talk about that character um, and let's get started. So the Winter Soldier, right, uh, has been brainwashed. We know the Winter Soldier as James Buchanan Barnes, uh, or Brecky Barnes, and he is a friend of Steve's. But when he's brainwashed and he's being controlled by Hydra, um, he is not himself, right? Sebastian Stan plays his character very well. Uh, Winter Soldier does speak in Russian, uh, which we hear within Captain America the Winter Soldier. Um, we also see it in clips from the Falcon and Winter Soldier show. Uh, in the MCU. So we can see clips of that. He also, in the comics, his weapons are, you know, to his fingerprints because he only uses his right hand to actually use his weapons. Um, he doesn't use his left hand, so it is biometrically scanned because um, he is right-handed. He is not left-handed. Um, so his, because his left hand is his uh, another weapon that he can use and disable and disarm people. So that is another thing. But when he is communicating, um, it is very blunt, very to the point, very strategic. Um, it's kind of very in your face too, because he is a war tactician um, when they have him in the field um, as the Winter Soldier. He is very, like, doesn't really talk when he's in the field. They keep his face covered. Um, unless they don't need his face covered for anonymity purposes. So communication wise, um, he's kind of very to the point. Uh, body language wise, when he communicates, he is also very to the point. He points. Um, you see a very a lot of military tactical um, that he's using his hands with. He will point. He will tell people where to go. Um, and then right before they wipe him, um, he's scared and he doesn't want it to happen. And you can see parts of Bucky Barnes actually coming out, which is hard. It's hard to see that. Um, that man has been through so much trauma, um, with becoming and transforming into the Winter Soldier. We can actually see that and see how that is forming. Um, him as the Winter Soldier is very hard, very hard-lined. Um, the communication through the outfits he wears knows that him himself is not able to put on his outfits by himself with all the buckles that are all over it. He has to have help to put that on. Um, we're not talking just the pants. We're talking like the actual like vest that he has to put on. That he has to have help putting that on because he wouldn't be able to strap all those straps in by himself. Um, it is made to dehumanize him. So communication-wise, like he's made to be very dehumanized in that aspect. Um, he's not. He's made to be in, like an animal. Um, that's who they sick on people. Um, so he's made not to be human. He's made to be more like. This is who we send out when we need to put things together. Um, so he's not made to be very human. Um, so he kind of talks in a very animalistic way. And when he talks and he speaks in Russian, because he can speak multiple languages. Um, he tends to speak in Russian most of the time um, when he's in the field. Unless he has to speak English, then he speaks English. Um, 
as the Winter Soldier, we're not talking about him as Bucky um, or James. And he's very like tactical, very to the point, very direct, very blunt. Doesn't care if it offends people, doesn't care if it pisses people off. He knows what his mission is and what's on the line. Doesn't care if he hurts other people in the process because um, he has to get that initiative done or that mission done. And Sebastian played that character really well. Um, you can literally see the transformation in that character from if we're talking Winter Sol the Captain America Winter Soldier movie from the time that he's introduced and for the time that he's very tactical and from the time that he steps on that screen to the time that he's at the end and saving Steve, that communication body language wise has changed. You can see visions of Bucky coming back through into that character um, to where he is bringing back to human, his humanity is coming back um, when he starts recognizing who Steve Rogers is and not just Captain America. Um, so his humanity is coming back and he's breaking through those trigger words that they use to control him. Um, that, that man has been brainwashed. Um, his mind has been erased. He has a lot of damage that has been done to him. Um, also the scarring on his left shoulder. It looks like at some point he tried to tear it off. In the comics, um, if you have read the comics, they put an, uh, like, um, a arm on him that's more iron that starts to rust um and he tries to claw it off at some point because it, it, he's getting like a blood infection so then they replace it and then he gets his vibranium arm or he gets some arm that's less of vibranium um it's to help him make sure that he's not going to be able to rip it off but he's scarring because he's at one point tried to rip it off um hydra really did a number on Bucky uh, and made him that Winter Soldier. They kept him in cryo, um, so he's missed world events that he didn't know. He's also another man out of time. Um, he's got to experience some things that are more in time than Steve did, but it's a lot of it is he is a man out of time. Um, he was kept in cryo for things until they needed him, so they kept him in cryostasis. Um, and frozen until they needed what they needed as their reinforcer to come in and make everything right if they couldn't handle it. And I think that shows a lot about what Hydra does or what Hydra is. Um, they try to, you know, they, they were trying to control the world and he was their dog that they would send out to try to get things under control. Um, when he communicates body language wise, it's very like blocky. Um, when he walks, it's very like, like marching very, um, and it, it's not a, he's stealthy. Like, don't get me wrong. Like this man could sneak up on you and murder you in your sleep and you would have no fucking clue that he's there. But he's also like, when he wants to make a scene, he is stomping. <laughs> around um he rolls his feet heel toe heel toe um even in combat boots when he's trying to be stealthy he appears out of nowhere like he scares um alexander pierce at one point when he's just sitting in his kitchen all you see is the eyes with everything else being black um 
it really comes across as like very mysterious where you don't know what the hell to expect but he's also brainwashed like he has certain initiatives or certain um orders that he's given that he has to go through and he has to talk about and then if we get into the character of bucky right so bucky bar or james buchanan barnes like we go back to the 40s prior to all of this or the 30s and 40s prior to all this happening prior to world war ii um he's captain america's best friend steve is this scrawny dude uh bucky is there to help him and save him and he's pulled him up and then when bucky's been drafted um they spend you know the world fair they spend their night together with um, Steve is trying to get drafted as well um, or trying to enlist because Steve wants to fight people um, fight bullies as Steve puts it because he doesn't like bullies doesn't matter where they come from he just wants to get rid of them and Steve gets signed up for this program Bucky gets drafted and then when Steve's touring with the USO finds out that Bucky's team when he was drafted or his infantry when he was drafted was taken in at Anzano and Steve's like, I gotta fucking save them. So he goes and fucking saves them. Like Steve and Bucky have been friends for a very long time and Steve will put his life on the line to save Bucky because they are that good of friends. Um, they rely on each other very heavily. Um, when Steve lost his mom, you know, Bucky was there. Bucky helped him clean and make sure that things were done in the household and, you know, really kept him from falling into where he would not have been able to survive. Um, they really helped survive together. And you can see that and see the bond that they have. And when you can see the start of the brainwashing in Anzano because you see Zola run out of that room and that's where, you know, Steve runs in and... Bucky's repeating his dog tag numbers over and over and over again. Those are the numbers that he's repeating. It's the numbers on his dog tags. And and they were trying to brainwash him and turn him into the soldier at that point based on what ha they had done research um, and they had seen what happened to Steve Rogers and knew that they were friends. So when they got him, they were like, mm, let's try to see what we can do. Because um, it realistically like Bucky Barnes would be a great enemy for Steve Rogers right before he was Captain America and so what would have happened at that point is you would have seen them trying to make a super soldier um based on what they did with Erkstein's formula um because that's what Red Skull wanted. So they were trying that with Bucky Barnes. Knowing that he was friends with Steve Rogers. Knowing that that was the man that got Erkstein's formula before Erkstein was killed. And they were like, okay, cool. We got that. Let's try. Let's see what we can do. They tried brainwashing him and zapping him and he's got the bruises in the spot in Captain America First Avenger um Bucky does where you can see the bruising on the face that symbolizes where the machine sits for the Winter Soldier brain erasure or electroshock therapy um when they zap him 
to kind of set him back um, to maintenance status before they trigger ward him and like erase shit from his head. And then you have him and Bucky working together until Bucky falls off of the train. And at that point, Bucky already has a serum in him. It's a different serum than what Steve did. It didn't make him bigger. It just made him stronger and made him heal faster. Um, which realistically gave him similar powers to Steve. He heals faster. He's stronger. He can survive bullet wounds. He can survive, um, being hurt. He, he's not going to die. He's going to age slower. And then falls off the train in 45. Hydra finds him, they turn him into the Winter Soldier, they cryo-freeze him, they've got it for one, they've got to train him not to be as fight-backy as he normally is, because he's very like, I need to get back to Steve, I need to do all of this, so they had to train him not to fight back as much, and train him just to give in, so they broke him as a person, broke him down, um, so he's gone through a lot of trauma. And when you have all of that happen, you have the perfect, especially with things where at some point you're getting the good, you're getting brainwashing psychologically happening with that trauma. Um, and then they know like when you break a person, a human down, um, even when it's communication, their communication changes. It's going to be more communication along with their captors and things of that nature and they're not going to plan to escape anymore so you see all of those changes happening within bucky to become the winter soldier and he's training in the comics he was training people in the red room um and going through and making sure that they have the proper training and there's a lot of things that happen in there um, you also see a lot of things where he was training a lot of the Hydra agents to battle and fight to make sure that they were stronger and he was training the other super soldiers for Hydra so they didn't have to solely rely on him. It's just sad because part of his story, if we look at Bucky and the Winter Soldier as a character, is that man has gone through so much trauma. And then we get out, right? He, he breaks out of the words. Um, Shuri helps him break out. And he's in Wakanda and he's happy. And he has the goats. And he's getting through all of that. And Thanos happens. And he's got to go back to war. Um, which, when that happens, he's like, okay, let's, let's do this again. I've been fighting wars all my life. Or I've been fighting battles all my life. Let's do this. So he's not getting a full chance to fully heal. He's getting a chance to heal, but he's healing, like his brain is healing. Um, he's healing through some of that trauma, but then Thanos happens, he's gotta go back, he's gotta fight an intergalactic war, um, which PTSD trigger for him, um, surely definitely is, and doesn't know what's gonna happen, but he gets to fight with Steve, right? That's all that matters to him is he gets to see Steve again. And he gets to see his friend and he gets to do all of this and he's very happy about that and but the other piece of that is is i don't want to fight anymore i want to be able to have a peaceful life and relax and do all of the stuff that i really wanted wanted to do that i got to miss out on um mind you he's still out of time he's not someone that realistically should have been not a hundred years old in 2023 um, so when you have all of that, 
you know, he was born in 1918, uh, 1917, er, um, he's over 100 years old, and he looks like he's in his 20s, maybe 30s, so he's now fighting Thanos, and then we get to that point, and he gets dusted. Steve doesn't know what to do. Steve is at a loss. He's lost his best friend that he's just reunited with and is building a good relationship with. Again, after all of that trauma. Now Steve's got more trauma. Because um, now Steve has got trauma of his friend being dusted. And Steve feels responsible for it. And now they've got to figure out what to bring him back. Um, and they did. They, You know, they bring him back. It's been five years. They bring them back. And it's... He's not going to come back the same <laughs> knowing like you come back and then you know you've been gone for five years and life has gone with on without you you kind of have some resentment you kind of have some trauma from that too so he's gonna come back and be like hey i've been gone for five years what and he's gonna fight that battle right so they fight that battle um and then you have to have that conversation with your best friend about hey i'm going back and i might not be coming back all of your life changes in like a blink of an eye and he's like I'm trying to heal my shit still bro like I have a lot of trauma I gotta work through and then Steve is just like I'm not coming back um so he lost his best friend and he didn't get to spend time with him after he came back for very long so he doesn't have that connection anymore he feels like he's alone he feels like um, everything that he does now has to be because Steve would have wanted him to do it. It's not that he necessarily wants to. He has to be good in, because of Steve, right? So now he's trying to build a purpose around his best friend who's no longer there. Um, and then we go into the Falcon and Winter Soldier series and it's Bucky. And we see him going to therapy and trying to heal. And having like a list of like hey I'm gonna go forgive this person I'm gonna do this he does some shady shit to forgive people though so like I understand uh so I like personally I have CPTSD um and I have a lot of emotional triggers so I have not gone like I've not been in war but I've been in uh real like I have childhood trauma so a lot of um, what he does in Falcon and Winter Soldier, I can definitely understand from that perspective. I relate really well to the character of Bucky Barnes based on some of the trauma that he has gone through um, with the manipulation and brainwashing, things of that nature, because um, I went through a lot of that within my childhood from my mom. So that whole thing, I'm like, I very much understand where you're going with all of this. But he's like trying to forgive people, but he does it in a shady way. Like locks them in their vehicles and sits behind them. <laughs> like, or walks up to their cars and they can't get out of their vehicles. He's like, hi, I'm James Buchanan Barnes and I forgive you. Like, bro, <laughs> stop doing shady shit. Uh, <laughs> But he's like, I'm not causing anybody harm. Like, he doesn't see it as harmful. And I get it. Like, he's just trying to make sure that he gets what he feels is forgiveness um, without causing any harm to people. I get it. Sam gets the shield, puts it away, doesn't get it. John Walker gets it. And then 
he's like, Sam, you gotta get that shield back, bro. Like, he, he's like, Sam, Steve wanted you to have it, go get it. Um, and for, like, talk to Sam about really taking over as Mantle as Captain America and talk, it like shows him what it's like to have other Captain Americas. And I think that's where people start realizing, uh, or Sam starts realizing, maybe Bucky's not as out there as he thinks, or his ways aren't out there. But he does some, like, he, he breaks Zemo out. Um, and then threatens Zemo. And then he threatens a lot of other people. And I'm just like... This man likes to threaten people, but he's working through his trauma, working through it. He's like, I don't trust people, but I'm working through it, bro. You working through it? <laughs> um, his like, he's gotten more hilarious because like, I find him in the Falcon and Winter Soldier as just like funny, um, and hilarious. Like Sebastian plays him really well, and I'm excited to see where Sebastian takes Bucky going forward. Um, because Bucky is such a well-rounded character. Like, if you read the comics and go through and you see Bucky is fucking hilarious. And because of his trauma, he says some off-the-wall shit. Or does some off-the-wall shit, too. Like, he, it's just there because he's still processing a lot of this. So, his communication can be very, like, what the fuck? But it's because he's gone through some trauma. And he's gone through it and he's like, hey... Um, this is what it is and this is why I do it. So, but the other aspect of it is he's very like to the point, like, bro, this is what it is. Um, he's also very into fantasy and nobody realizes that he's a nerd. He reads like even in the forties, he was reading all the time in thirties. Um, he's very much into reading and very much is a nerd and nobody really understands that about Bucky or about James Buchanan Barnes. And I love that they called it out in the Falcon and Winter Soldier, but when he's communicating with Sam and they talk about wizards and, you know, aliens, um, and they call Gandalf a wizard and he's like, what? He's like, Gandalf, you know? He's like, yeah, I read The Hobbit. <laughs> Which I find funny. Um, I just laugh at that whole, like, that whole thing was hilarious and I found that funny. Um, but like I said, his communication style is like, has gotten from very, being very like funny and like cutesy to being very flirty. He's very flirty in the beginning to where it's now just very like unhinged to where he says what he feels. And then he moves forward. Um, now I just can't wait to see where he goes. Because you know we're going to get some more off the wall shit from him. So that's this episode of um, Ellie's Corner for this week. And talking about, you know, Bucky Barnes slash the Winter Soldier. Uh, and how he communicates with body language and um, everything else. Let me know what you want to see for the next characters. Um, we're going to talk about more of Sebastian Stan's characters coming up. So I hope you all have a great rest of your week. Bye.